Coming up on this episode, we begin with an ASMR version of the show, shove swabs up our noses, and get disgusted over competitive eating records. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Apple Arcade's struggle to stick around and how video games get priced. It's all starting for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 281, recorded July 6th, 2020, Food by the Pound. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, uh, the technology podcast on Gadgets, the Internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, uh, by Bookham Dano, it's Dan Miller, and uh, come on down, it's Colby Rabideau. I've got a few more catchphrases this week. What's going on, guys? I don't get the reference. Bookham Dano, Hawaii Five O, back in the... Uh, Back when that was a, a series, and that was uh, Dano, I think was one of the characters. And and uh, you know, after they'd catch the bad guy, he'd say "book him, Dano," and that was kind of the. Uh, got it. That so was that how they end like the episode. The, the, the original Hawaii Five O, not yes. The... Although maybe I'm sure they made a reference to it in the new one, but yes, that was that's a classic. And of course, come on down, the Price is Right. Come on, Colby Rabadou! Come on down. Yep. I think we should pivot to being a sleepy time podcast where we just talk really quietly and soothing. Like we we have a soothing podcast about tech news. And ASMR. Be... <laughs> Hey, yeah, that that too, I guess. Just, just get really close to the microphones. Right. <laughs> Don't panic. Hey, guys, it will be okay. <laughs> Wait, here we go, actually. <laughs> they, they, we're we're just as awkward. <laughs> it's in silence. It's still weird. Yeah, <laughs> that that'll be it. A podcast where it's just a but three people not saying anything for one hour, like literally not saying anything. Well, there was a great bit. I still don't know how they did it, but uh, there was a podcast I'd listened to where, um, well, there were. See, it's not worth me telling a story because it's too complex. But there was a podcast that did a ten-hour episode to celebrate their ten-year anniversary. And it was a single 10-hour episode of a podcast, and it was great. It was very entertaining. So another podcast wanted to parody it and do an 11-hour podcast to, like, beat the record. But their joke was in the first, like, two minutes, they're like, all right, you know, they get tired. And then it's literally 11 hours of them snoring (laughs) and, like, mumbling in their sleep. And I don't know if they looped it or if they actually recorded 11 hours of it. They did a really good job. I couldn't tell. But I said, (laughs) huh, okay. Turns out there's an audience for that, I guess. I like it. So that's always an option. Nice. Honestly, in, doing uh, this at 10 p.m., I'm I'm much more subdued than I am over on Up for Debate. I will say. When do you record that? Uh, depending on when Matt shows up, usually about eight o'clock. Oh, I've got a little more energy then. Sometimes seven thirty, but I'm usually much more shouty and animated. So ah. th- th- this is this is the nighttime sleepy edition, right? Right. Yeah. You know. Now, did uh, did you guys... Ha- we, we just survived another 4th of July. The three of us did. The country, barely. Uh, <laughs> did you guys uh, do anything thrilling for the 4th? For the Light anything on fire or... 
eat a no, record like amount. Like I told my family, we we went for a walk, and then we looked at a bunch of houses that we can't afford online, which is the true American pastime. Uh, That's true. I do that it every day. It. Thanks. <laughs> I actually went and saw my family. I went to Rhode Island. I didn't see any fireworks. Apparently, it was kind of crazy here in Boston because people set off fireworks everywhere. Um, but I I missed out. So well, I don't know. I, I watched the rise of Skywalker with my parents. Oh, had you seen that previously? No. Um. Now, yeah, I don't I, think I, I, I don't think I needed to see it. Well, I was gonna say on the like, Colby feels good, feels bad scale. Where did Rise of Skywalker land? I uh, I don't know. I feel like somehow they just didn't try hard enough. <laughs> like so, something was something critical was overlooked. I don't really know what it is, <laughs> but boy. Maybe it just it wasn't like artful, like nothing, nothing in the movie should have been bad. It wasn't art. The, the thing was this in, in the most recent movie where they did the. Uh, I don't know how to describe them, but the force battles across space where they were in different rooms. Yes. And they could I like, like exchange. Oh, that that, that part was a good I gimmick. Liked. Yeah. And they could like like trade things like she gave yes. them her her lightsaber. Um, that was cool. I didn't like that the emperor was back. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of weird decisions. Um, and, and I I read somewhere that a big part of it. I mean, the movie had a lot of problems, but I read somewhere a big part of it is um, that when they kind of did these three movies, these three new movies, uh, each of the original main three characters were going to have their own movie. The first one was Han Solo's movie. Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Then it was uh, Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker in in the second one. And the third one was supposed to be the Princess Leia movie. And the whole Uh, movie was written around her. And then she died, unfortunately. Right. And that was a big... And basically, and this is true, basically every shot of her used, and this was also why all those scenes were so weird, all the shots of her used in Rise of Skywalker were literally deleted scenes from Force Awakens that never made it to the final movie, and they awkwardly edited them in. Yeah, that was weird. It, it it never it never quite fit. Yeah. See, I have lots of strong opinions about Star Wars, which is maybe not surprising. Uh, I really like the seventh movie, whose name is escaping me. Uh, eighth Force movie? Awakens. Eighth movie. No, the one after oh, that. Oh, Last the Jedi. One. Last Jedi. Thank you. I thought that that was like very different and unusual, and it like kept me interested the whole way through. Agreed. Um. I think the problem with three is that they were like, they went back to the formula of one or of seven. It's like, oh, like if we just did Return of the Jedi, but with different characters, then everyone would love it just as much as they loved The Force Awakens, uh, which is like the Return of the Emperor and a bunch of these other things. Uh, and I think that they should, like, how I think it would have been totally. Uh, believable and powerful to like have the opening crawl where like princess leia dies off screen uh or you just you just edit some of that awkward footage in right at the beginning uh in some like spaceship that explodes not too bad i think that would have been a very interesting rest of the movie um now there's no one left 
uh, for for Ray to talk to, uh, but they they didn't hire me for this, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, the way I've described it to people is to me, it's not really a movie. It's sort of just a collection of scenes. Like <laughs> the characters only make their decisions because the script needs them to. Like none none of it mm. really makes sense from a narrative perspective, where it's just like a bunch of stuff happens. And like they were making the movie on a checklist where they're like, all right, we got cameras, check. We got lighting, cool, audio, awesome. Hey guys, we made a movie, high five. And like there was just no thought put into like the story. Um, yeah. Which is where I think it falls apart. And I agree with you, Dan. I, I know Last Jedi is very controversial. Um, it's, it's a love it or hate it movie. I thought it was great, uh, mainly just because it was different. I think a lot of people like Rogue One for the same reason. Um, it's a very different tone from a lot of the other Star Wars movies, which can be good and bad, but at least it's interesting unlike rise of skywalker that was very vanilla yeah i thought like uh another gripe i had like watching it was like the like sort of like mystery like they were on like a sort of like follow the clues kind of thing but like it was just so boring it was like okay we'll go to this place and find a thing on accident and we'll go to the next place and find a thing on accident it's like uh. well it was the it was um kylo ren was sort of like a good example of that to me where it's like you spend two movies setting up this guy he's a he's an interesting complex villain i think adam driver is awesome in the first two movies and then in this last movie they sort of just put his character in a blender and I'm like, I don't quite know what I'm supposed to be taking away, where suddenly he's he's bad, but then he's trying to convince Ray to work with him, but then he's also not, but then suddenly he's good, but then he dies. And it's I'm just like, it's like, don't, it was almost like this movie said, you know, all that cool stuff that happened in Last Jedi and Force Awakens, don't worry about, just forget about that. Because none of that really is important to know for this movie, because we're just going to hit the reset button and throw these characters into the into the blender and just shove them through until they get to the end of the movie and we can have the cheesy line of Ray Skywalker and that's like the end of the movie, you know? It, it, it's just a it's just I just it's not bad. It's just barely a movie. Yeah, things happened. Yeah, honestly, like that's <laughs> the one. You know, I can see that right on the poster. Colby Rabbit who says things happened. Things, things happened. Yeah. I don't know. It was just okay, I guess. Which is everything I'd been led to believe. Like, I, I my expectations were appropriately set yep. for what happened. Yep. Yeah. Well, good. Well, there, were, good. there were a lot of Star Destroyers at the end. They mm -hmm. got destroyed. Yeah, there was also a weird thing. Where it's like, where did those come from? And why is right, this suddenly like, a thing? Like, where did they get all the people to put on those... Well, and that, that was what was cool about Last Jedi, was it was about the people. Like, it was a very people-focused movie, where it's like, evil isn't this big nebulous concept that has no base. It's like, it's people. And that was what was cool about it. And this movie, they're like, nah, don't worry about that. We have a bazillion Star Destroyer. Oh, hey, cool. Look. You know, it's like... Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, well, that's a good way to spend your weekend. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Sean? Uh, my weekend was miserable. I was in lockdown uh, because I was tested for coronavirus on Thursday, but did not get the results until Sunday. <laughs> so I couldn't leave the house. And uh, what were the results? Uh, as usual, I failed, uh, <laughs> which is good in this case. But uh, no, I don't have coronavirus. I found out on uh, 
Wednesday that uh, someone at the Father's Day party I had been to about nine days earlier uh, did test positive, asymptomatic, tested positive. Um, And so I had to track down a coronavirus test and get tested, and it was a whole thing. What was that situation? How does that work? Did you get the nose swab? I did. So it's, you know, it's so funny, too, because it's uh, obviously other people are at the party and I talked to them and they all got tested. But it's different where you live. Like town to town, it's different. Um, in, In the particular area where I live, it requires a doctor's referral, which in other places it doesn't. So I had to... Of course, my doctor is impossible to get a hold of because they're barely a doctor. So I called Urgent Care <laughs> Clinic. They did a virtual... Is it Dr. Uh, Leo Spichemin? <laughs> no, it, like, like you joke, but like the building that has my doctor and other doctors in it has just been like straight up closed. <laughs> like they just aren't... I don't know where they are. They're just not there anymore. Nice. Uh, so my doctor vanished. So I called Urgent Care and did a virtual visit where I said I have no symptoms, but I still need to be tested. And they said, we agree. And they're still going to bill me for it. So that's awesome. Um, and then they, they how, called. How much, how much does a coronavirus test go for these I, days? And again, that's another funny thing. I read an article online of like two people who got tested at the same hospital on the same day. And one person, it was like $100. The other person was like $2,000. So who knows? Could be free. I don't know. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, it's one of those things you can't not do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I scheduled time. It was like you said, Colby, the drive up. Um, drive through testing. If you guys, you know, it's kind of fun. You can experience what it would be like to get coronavirus tested at home if you want to, like, simulate the experience. You just need to take two Q-tips and shove them uncomfortably far up your nose and then aggressively swish them around. And that's basically a coronavirus test. See, here's... I... I was very sick in the beginning of April. And I, I know that it wasn't coronavirus because I tested positive for the flu. Uh, but the flu test that they gave me was that, like, I had never had that experience before because the, the bagel, it's not, it's not a regular size Q-tip though, right, Sean? It's like long sized. It's like, I think they've shifted a wave. I think the tests have gotten better where they don't, mine wasn't, I mean, it went up far, but it wasn't like, I know what you're talking about and it wasn't the crazy long ones. That was what I had for just a regular flu test. Hmm. And but maybe people don't normally. My theory is that they wouldn't have normally tested people for the flu, except they were very nervous. Like, oh, is is this Dan Miller guy patient zero for this thing? So let's. I didn't even know you could. There were such things as flu tests. Um, yeah. And then I learned because then I was like, well, maybe I had both. Like, maybe the reason why I was so, even though I had a flu shot, maybe the reason why I was so miserable because I somehow both had the flu and coronavirus. And then I learned that it's not that's never been documented to have ever happened with any two viruses ever. Um, there's, there's only one room for one virus in this year town, apparently. So, okay. So wait, you, so you go to the doctor, Yeah. You, you, you virtually go to the doctor. They virtually say, yeah, you're good to go. So you get this virtual note. I'm guessing it was just an email. Yeah. They're um, really like, Oh, we'll call you it, uh, literally in a span of an hour. It went from my very first phone call to scheduling a visit, having the visit, saying I need the test, calling me to schedule the test, and scheduling the test all happened in about an hour. All right, so then you get the test scheduled. Is that for, like, the next day? Uh, yeah, they were out of slots, so I had to go first thing in the morning the next day, drive to and a location that, about 20 minutes away. You do that car thing? Yep, you just drive right up, and you wait in line, and, and you know, you show them your ID so they know it's you, and you roll down the window, and you kind of they just 
you know, <laughs> shove. You don't do it. They do it. And they just shove it up sure. their nose and they swish it. And Well, so were they looking like they're out of the E.T. movie? Oh, yeah. They were in the gown and the plastic mask and the other ma- and multiple masks. I mean, they were really they were being pretty protective. Yeah, for cool. sure. But it All was right. it was honestly it took a very short amount of time. I mean, it was very quick. And then uh, like I said, you get your results back. Well, they said most people, it's like 24 to 48 hours. And they were saying most people get within 24. I think I was screwed by the holiday because mm-hmm. I think I would have gotten it on Saturday if it wasn't the fourth, but they took until Sunday to get it to me. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I read somewhere there's a spike in testing, obviously with stuff going on. So maybe they were a little backed up, but um, the other people who got tested, in a different part of Massachusetts, they got their tests like two days before I got mine. So it just totally varies by where you live and if they have to ship the the samples around for tests and all that kind of stuff. So mm. not, Weird. not the worst thing, but it, you know, it's, it's, it is a really good reminder that, you know, like I said, the person I got it from could have gotten it from who tested positive. They were asymptomatic. The person they got it from was asymptomatic. Um, oh, weird. You yeah. Know, it's um, the only reason the person of the person found out is because they went to the hospital for an unrelated medical condition and they test everybody going into the hospital and that's how they found out they had it. So, oh, you know, damn. you just, yeah. you just, and then the, the person I could have gotten it from was quarantined for 14 days with someone who actively had coronavirus back in March or April. And we all assumed she had just had it with no symptoms at that point because they were locked in a house for 14 days. Yeah. I guess not. You know, you just, <laughs> wow. you just don't know. So, right. so anyway, I stayed inside all weekend. Scratched sure. what little food I had. So it was it was a treat. It was a great weekend. I loved it. I slept a lot. So it was great. Wow. But I am I found out I am going back to the office uh, either next week or two weeks after that. So my, my work from home is soon to be over. Mm. I think our office officially reopened today. But yeah, for, with like, uh, with phase three. Who go. Yeah. yeah. Not me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my my company was like that where they're they're like you know oh ha- we're gonna do half the people one week and half the people two weeks later and they're like and you can just choose you can come back now or come back in two weeks and I'm like does it matter does any <laughs> does it who cares I don't know what's the difference been home for too long yeah that's true. Uh, anything else of, uh, of note, gentlemen? I know, I know you guys would like to talk about Joey Chestnut's record-setting weekend. Yeah, I heard that the, uh, the hot dog eating contest went, went on. The show must go on. It did. The first time it was held indoors without fans, um, Joey Chestnut broke the, his own world record, uh, by eating 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Uh, also, How many hot dogs is that a second? Well, I was literally about to try and do the math in my head, and I'm like, I think we have calculator. Does Windows have a calculator? There you go. There's the calculator. So 10 minutes is 600 seconds. So uh, divided by 75. That's one hot dog every eight seconds. Wow. Or it's eight hot dogs every second. That can't be right. So I think it's the no, other no. way around. <laughs> okay. Yes, one hot dog every eight seconds. I mean, have you guys ever been to like a... Uh, a pro- like a competitive eating competition? No, no. not like a professional one. <laughs> Which I, one's I, 
Cuomo's going to like underground fight club style. No, I mean, I've been at things where, you know, there was like a pie eating contest or something, but it was not like just pure amateurs. Yeah. I went to a I went I because it actually happens here at the Big E in town, which you guys have been to um, the uh, hamburger, the hamburger, the world uh, cheeseburger um, contest and saw Joey Chestnut compete. He was there. He won it. Blew everyone else out of the water. One of the most. You know, let me be clear. The most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was immensely upsetting to see just. Just, I just, I almost, I almost had to turn away. It was so gross, <laughs> so gross. And so, it is, it is worse in person. I will say because uh, I've yeah. watched this on TV before, like the hot dog and other things like that. And yeah. and and the camera sort of helps a little bit. But when you just like, just see them, just all like they're just all wet from like the sweat and the water from dipping the stuff in the, and just all it just it's just awful. It's so unpleasant. Yeah. So do, do competitive eaters just get to uh, do they do this year round? They do like exhibitions and stuff. Are there other is there like a, a competitive eating circuit? Like how deep does this go? Oh, well, Dan, first of all, I'd like to direct you uh, on up for debate. We did a whole episode um, all about competitive eating. One of my favorite episodes we've ever done. And there is uh, a, a league. It's it's is it major league eating? Oh, that's perfect. I hope that's what it is. It's yes, it is major major league eating or uh, which is MLE or it is the they have another acronym where it is the I the IFOCE, um, which is the International Federation of Competitive Eating. Um, and they officially sanction these contests. Um, and we talked on the uh, on the up for debate program about all the different competitive eating events, some of which will absolutely surprise you. Um, including right, check that out as I as I just quickly scroll through here, uh, the world famous Chase's Pork Roll Eating Championship. Folks in New Jersey know pork <laughs> roll well, uh, but you know the pizza eating champion and the bratwurst. I mean, there's you know every kind of rib fest, um, and the list goes on. So, uh, so yeah, so they're all officially sanctioned, and you got to compete, and they they actually rank all of the competitive eaters in the world, you know, sort of like any other legitimate sport. Wow. So that's so interesting. Yeah. So it's a whole, and they have all the, this is again, this is what we did in the episode, but just look through all the records of like, who's eaten the most butter. Would you like to know what the world record butter eating is? How much butter could you eat in five minutes? How is it measured in quarter pound sticks? Quarter pound sticks. Yes. Is that like a normal stick? I don't, I don't think of butter no. as measured. No, 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 no. Quarter pound sticks are much Those bigger. Are serious. Okay. And quarter pound cut. In, in what period of time? What's the what's five the time minutes? <sighs> Six. It's seven. Seven quarter pound sticks. So almost two pounds of butter in five minutes. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to give you just one more because we could do this all night. This is just, I love yeah. this kind of stuff. What do you think of the world record mayonnaise eating competition uh, in eight minutes? How much mayonnaise could you eat in eight minutes? In ounces. Oh. Um. In eight minutes. In eight minutes. See, this is the thing. It's not about how much you eat. It's about how much you can eat in the time allotted. Oh. 
73 ounces. We're going to say 64. How about 128? Oh, my God. I would love to see the video of that. That's so much like the volume of that. Ugh. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Just, how about, I'm how about, just picturing tubs of mayo, like two big well, tubs they do, of they mayo. They do them in bowls, big bowls, and you literally just eat out of the bowl, which I would think it's hard to swallow because it is that sort of thick. Uh, how about 44 main lobsters in 12 minutes? Do you have to crack them? That it doesn't I mean, that say. Would, that would be impressive if you had to shell them yourself. How many? All right, this is one we could actually do here on the show. I'd like to know is how many chicken nuggets could you eat in five minutes? Seriously, seriously, think about it. What do you think you personally could do in five minutes? I mean, I think I could do, even if you said five nuggets, uh, one nugget every minute, which I think is. I think, which is 25 nuggets, I think I could do that. But that's about my limit. Wait, wait, You said five minutes, right? Yes. One nugget a minute would be five nuggets. What are you talking about? Okay. Then I could do five nuggets in five minutes. That is <laughs> that is where I stand. I gave myself a little too much credit. Uh, I think I could do 30. Wow. That's 30, pretty 35. good. 35. I was thinking like like two dozen maybe that seems achievable. Okay, that's reasonable. <laughs> how about the world record of eighty chicken nuggets in five minutes? Oh, no, no way. Yep. So there you go, everyone. Check out uh, majorleagueeating.com/records. One of my favorite pages on the internet because um, <laughs> there's everything on here from pulled pork sliders to moon pies to grapes. Eight pounds of grapes in ten minutes. Um, oh God, oysters! There is an oyster record, actually. Aren't you glad you asked? How about 40, Four, oh. 47 dozen oysters <laughs> in eight minutes? I saw, I saw forty-seven. I was like, "Yeah, that's a lot of oysters." And then, and then I saw the dozen. And I was like, "Oh, that's an order of magnitude. That's several orders of magnitude." I mean, this is just. Horrific. Ten pounds of frozen yogurt in six minutes. And there are people, by the way, again, the Joy Chestnuts of the world, the, the really top, the Matt Stoney's and the the uh, the Sonia Thomas's, all they do all year round is travel around the country and do and are paid to do these events. It's crazy. Yep. I want to know what the now I'm curious, what is the uh, world record for how fast someone can shell a lobster? Oh, that's interesting. So right, it's not even like about that, eating that, it, just that, how fast you could shell it. Yeah, and, and you're and you're judged on based of the poundage of meat that you get out at the end. Well, it does say so that forty-four main lobster record. It is eleven point three pounds of meat in twelve minutes. So you're doing about a pound of lobster meat a minute. Could you imagine? In twelve minutes, you've added twelve pounds to your body. It's upsetting. Have you guys ever seen the photos of like the stomachs of the competitive eaters like right after? They no, look pregnant. I think I it, have. It, it is disgusting. Especially because a lot I mean, some of them are bigger guys, but like the Joey Ch like they're skinny guys, like they're not fat guys. Right. Um and it and it just looks just wrong. Just just the worst. 
I would I would love to read a book about this because there must be lots of little tricks like training, right? Like what's oh, the training regimen? Absolutely, and it, part of it is is stretching out the stomach um, right leading up to the event. And oh yeah, there's all kinds of of strategies that go with it. Huh. Yep. How else are you going to eat eight pounds of baked beans in two minutes and forty seven seconds? Don't just walk Very off the street and do that. <laughs> but anyway, we, we, we could go on all day with that. But unfortunately, we cannot. So we're going to move on to the tech news. We've got some stories here in the rundown. A real nice mix this week of a number of topics while you guys are deciding which one we're going to start with. Thanks, everybody, for joining us live right now. Facebook.com slash show about 10.15 Eastern on Monday. We've got a couple of viewers hanging out. We appreciate it, as always. If you've got a thought or something you want to say during the show, let us know in the Facebook comments. We're watching it all throughout this hour. Uh, guys, what is going to be story numero uno? Don't don't all jump at once. It's not like we've Sorry, I was so, ever I was done so this before. In, in, uh, I mean, we, can keep, in the... we can keep talking about competitive eating. That's fine. <laughs> I got all night. Let's talk about Apple canceling some arcade games because I don't know anything about that. Yeah, interesting. Are you guys still subscribers to Apple Arcade? I just canceled it because I, I don't play as many games now that I'm not commuting. Yeah. No, I canceled a, long, a while ago. Good long while ago. Yeah, well, that's a problem, and Apple is looking to to work on that. Uh, Apple has reportedly, according to Bloomberg, canceled contracts for some in-development games after determining they didn't have the level of engagement the company was looking for. The tech giant wants titles that keeps players hooked so they subscribe after their free trials are over. In a call with developers, Apple's reportedly pointed to the action puzzler, we know this one on the show, well, Grindstone, as an example of what it is looking for. Um, that's basically the whole story. Interesting. I guess it makes sense, right? Well, that's the issue with a subscription gaming service is once you're done playing the game, you cancel it. So I don't think that's surprising. Yep. But I would say they haven't really had a like a massive hit out of the arcade program, have they really? Mm, they had that like Cyanor Wild Hearts thing. People like gamers were kind of jazzed about. Now that's on other platforms. No, I don't. I don't. It hasn't been huge. They've been good games. Right. I would agree. I mean, they're quality and, games. And I used it. I did use it every week when I commuted because there, there was always like one Apple Arcade game I was playing at least on the subway. But no, no time for these phone games now. When I'm sitting at home, I can play any game I want. But that's the other question is it's like on your phone, what is the longest game you've continue like somewhat continuously played? For me, it's it, it stretches like maybe two months or three months. I mean, it's not like I've been playing the same game for years. Oh. Yeah, easy. I play so many games for years, but the longest one is definitely threes. Really? Yeah, that's so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I've got a few like that. That's true. But then again, would you pay like, for uh, $5 a month for that? Just for threes? No. Maybe, though. God, it, imagine <laughs> if that had been out in 2012 and I, I had to be paying... You know what? I'm going to re-download that. I forgot how fun three was. <laughs> threes is great. That That is a really good game. Uh, yeah, I should show you uh, 
Lena's uh, stats screen. You, you get stats in threes now. I think oh. she. I introduced her to threes, so she's been playing it for less than a year. I think she's on. She's played the game several thousand times. <laughs> it's damn. It's, yeah. <laughs> I think it's addicting. Yeah, I feel like Alto's Adventure is the only one that I. Like, I played it for a long time, and then I stopped, and then I started playing it again, and I played it for a while more. I haven't played it recently, but... Or maybe, did they come out with a new one? Maybe that's what happened. They came out with yeah, a new Alta's one. Yeah, Alto's Odyssey. Yes, I played the new one. I take it back. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of... There was a really... I wish I remembered the name of it. There was a really great Apple Arcade game I played, but it was a narrative game. And I sort of had 13 chapters, and when you're done with the story, you're done with the game. And then I played all the way through it, and then I deleted it. Um, and, and to me, Apple Arcade makes sense if they get, like, the candy crushes of the world on board and say, hey, look, we know everyone already loves this game, and so in exchange for no in-app purchases and coins and all that kind of bullshit, um, you know, you'll get the game through Apple Arcade. I think that makes sense. I, I think it's it's always going to be hard to create new games from scratch and get them to pop um, and get people to commit to them for a long period of time. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. There you go. Three techie guys like us already canceled our subscriptions. I don't know what that means, but um, I wouldn't say it's great. Um, okay. Well, there you go. There's that story. We'll see where that yeah, goes. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but like Apple News is the most egregious example of this. But I wonder how much of this is like, well, did we have however many billion iPhone users, right? And if we could just get 0.05% of them to accidentally subscribe to something and forget about it for some number of months, that would be n millions of dollars in the bank. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it just, for me, just goes back to the the bundled subscription and, and why Apple isn't doing an all-in-one subscription. Because when you're paying $4.99 for Apple Arcade and whatever Apple News is and Apple TV Plus and iCloud and all the, uh, you know, if it were $20 a month and you get everything Apple, you sort of lose the fact that, okay, I don't, it's sort of like Amazon Prime where it's like, I don't use every feature of Prime, but I use enough of them to justify what I'm paying for. I think they're always going to struggle if they keep adding these subscriptions where you're only going to piecemeal the ones you want instead of kind of being conned into paying for all of them. Right. Talk about, and Apple TV Plus, by the way, hasn't been a huge success. I mean, what if their subscriptions really has been a huge success? Yeah. iCloud storage. Apple Music. iCloud, yes, the 99 cents everyone pays to get a little extra iCloud storage. <laughs> yes. That's one, yeah. that, again, that's one of those things. If you can get half your users to pay 99 cents a month, and I would lo- I'm sure the margins on that are out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Taking our money. That's good. I'll give it. I won't tell you how many storage services I pay every month. Um, <laughs> it's kind of stupid, but I don't. They all hit you up for like 99 cents or a buck 99 every month. And I'm like, of course, Google, of course, Dropbox, take my money. Um, I'm running up against finally my my original Google Drive Gmail limits. I'm at like 95 percent usage, I think. Me too. I think I think it's because I turned on Google Photos for a while. Yeah. That and so you. it synced all of my iPhone photos to that. And I like haven't 
I don't know. I just need to delete all that shit because I don't need it to be on Google, too. The other thing I learned is my Google storage ran up uh, like yours up towards the limit. And that was when I learned they have like three different levels of deleting files off of Drive. Because I, like, I deleted a ton of old stuff off my Google Drive. And then they're like, oh, your storage didn't go down. And I'm like, what? And so I went into the trash and I'm like, please delete these. And they go, okay. And it didn't go down again. And I'm like, oh, there's like a, a recently deleted in the deleted. And you have to delete them. Like you have to delete them three times before they actually go away. Right. Upgrade to Google Storage Premium to delete your files. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, I'm surprised they weren't like for 99 cents. We'll archive these files in case you ever, you know, in case you ever need them again. Right. Hilarious. Very silly. Um. Alrighty. What What else in here is uh is good? We got uh, more expensive video games. We've got in car purchases. Uber and more Postmates. expensive video games. More Come expensive down. video, you know. Seventy. It's been a while. You know, we've talked in the show before about PS5, Xbox Series X uh, coming soon, the next gen consoles. Uh, you guys may remember that um, before, the, sort of the PlayStation Two price, the Xbox price of games was fifty. They went up to sixty when they rolled out the three sixty and the three and the Wii. Um, now that we're on to the next generation. Um, it's begun to be indicated that games will be sixty nine ninety nine. The first one that's sort of already been priced is NBA two K twenty one. It will be sixty nine ninety nine for the um for the next generation versions. Um, one of the other things that they're doing uh for two K twenty one is a bunch of different packages. Uh, the current gen version will be sixty bucks. The next gen version will be seventy. They'll also sell sell a ninety nine ninety nine. Mamba Forever Edition, which includes cross-generation copies, sort of like when they used to do the Blu-ray DVD bundles. Um, it provides uh, a copy of both within the same console family, so you can't get one Xbox, but it's both got to be within the same. Um, yeah, so. Great. There you go. At what point do games become not worth it? I, I wonder what the overall history of this is. Was it like? I feel like it was always fifty bucks new throughout most of like my time playing it in the beginning. But I do remember when it was raised to sixty. But yeah. was it lower before that? I feel like there was a time when it was like forty. Wow. I don't know. I don't know about console games because for a long time, like until college, I didn't really play console games. But I feel like You're, there was a time when it was. Boy? Like, like thirty nine ninety nine was like the price. With standard Ford for a new game, and then it went up. Maybe it was always fifty, but yeah, know. I'm trying to quickly find an article that tells me the history of what video games. Now, and what's interesting is I wonder. I'm thinking now about that that excellent Console Wars book you recommended a while ago, Sean. Yes, great book. Um, do I wonder if they actually get together and talk about this, or well, or or are they, or do they leave these little hints for each other, like like leaks to the press? Oh, like yeah, it might be seventy dollars, and everyone's like, mm, okay, mm, seventy dollars, we could get away with that. Yeah, I think it's a sort of uh, unspoken. Uh, you know, this this article I found on Ars Technica in 1982, a copy of Activision's Tennis would run you 19.99 in the Sears Holiday Wish Book, but with inflation. That's about fifty bucks. So wow. 
you know, um, really just from the early nineties in our lifetime. That's how much inflation has grown. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's inflation's crazy. been out of control. And it says here, now that was one of the cheaper, you know, tennis, not a very interesting game. Uh, in the, uh, in television, which was a more expensive console, B 17 bomber game would be thirty nine ninety nine back in those days, or almost a hundred dollars in today's money. So, you know, games have always sort of ranged, uh, aggressively uh, some titles uh, when, when they went to discs new games for PlayStation and Sega Saturn routinely retailed for $60 in 1996 dollars so you know games have always been sort of expensive when you look at it from an inflation uh, inflation perspective mm-hmm. the, the interesting question for me is digital downloads right mm-hmm. It is oh. are those seventy dollars? Yeah. Uh, if they're not, does that make for a more compelling? You know, one of the interesting things is in this article uh, in the Verge uh, talking about NBA Two K Twenty One talks about it, um, but uh, Microsoft has a smart delivery program it's offering for the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Ones for free uh, upgrades that support it. Um, to take uh, cross-gen upgrades for free. So if you get the digital version, uh, if you then later get an Xbox Series X, you'll automatically get, depending on the developer, the updated, upgraded Series X version for free. Um, so I, yeah. know, I'm, just, I'm just curious how they approach digital. digital I, I don't even know. Now I'm going to quickly Google to see um, what the sort of physical versus digital video game sales have been as of late? That's a good question. I was just going to say that if they can sell Kindle books for more than the real book costs, I, I don't think they'll have a problem selling video games for the same cost digitally as they are physical. So according to this, uh, in 2018, a record 83% of all computer and video games were sold in digital form. Wow. Now that includes yes. computer and video games. So I don't quite know uh, what the console. Yeah, but computer games do not compare. To... My understanding is that the market for computer games is way smaller than it is for the console games. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, uh, yeah, it says here a 60% drop in physical game sales for consoles from 2009 to 2017. So. You know, I think that makes more sense. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. So, Crazy. Get your, have you guys seen any of the 2K21 trailers using the next generation consoles? It looks annoyingly realistic. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've never mm-hmm. played any sports games really on on a video game video game sports games only one tony hawk pro skater that's it yeah great game <laughs> great game and actually make those well they're remastering the first two that they ever did for uh, a pc for steam i believe which i'm pretty which actually i may actually get because those are fun <laughs> classics uh yeah. no, you know the issue is i like i've played madden somewhat recently in the last couple of years and it's just gotten so like technical like it's very hard to learn for the first time. I find in those games where once yeah. you once you sort of get the gist of it, it's not too bad. But like, oh, you got to control this player and pick the plays, and this button throws, the, and it's like it's very complex. 
Yeah. Yeah, because it's I like, don't understand how football works, I could never figure out how to play those games. They that's don't, also the problem. There's no, like, tutorial mode where it's like, oh, right. here's what, a, this here's is how what to play the plays the are. Here's what the kicker does. Like, no. Well, and that's, that's the thing for me is, like, I wish they had a mode. Maybe they do. I wish they had a mode where you just, like, pick the plays and then they just run. Like, what I don't like is having to control the players because I find that hard. I would like to just, like, go through the playbook and pick a random play and be like, this looks stupid and just make them do it. Um, <laughs> it's when you actually have to like control the player and I'm just sort of running in circles where that that's where it all falls apart. You want like a football simulator. I you do want to well, play. Have you guys ever watched like on Twitch or anything? Like they do Madden simulations um, hmm. where you just set it to play a game. And I'm like, I've watched those. I think they're interesting, <laughs> but I'm also a loser. Nice. So, you know, don't take too much stock in that. I don't know. Um, I think it's lame that they're they're charging extra for versions that'll work on both consoles, especially yeah, if they're digital. That is them, such a that is such a racket. Such of, a like racket. some games are not they're not charging extra. Right. It also makes me think that my games on the PS4 right now are never going to be on the PS5. Well, that's what's confusing is Microsoft different than Sony. Microsoft was clear where they're like, no, basically all of the Xbox One games will work on the new console. So I'm like, so then why do I need to buy? I guess because if I bought the Series 10 version, I couldn't play it on my Xbox One. But then, like, why would I want to do that? It is yeah. very confusing. Uh, yeah, is it like, is the seri- is the the one that runs on your Xbox One, like, if you don't buy the upgrade one, will that, the dumbed-down one for the Xbox One still run? It'll just, like, look worse or something? Is that they're just going to artificially, like... <laughs> tone down the settings well that's what's weird about the digital version is is unlike the physical version where it's like well the disc works or it doesn't with the digital version they could just like artificially lock it even if it like it will work on the series 10 but we're gonna make you buy both but is that like the same for all developers that like a per developer decision is that a microsoft decision yeah it's it's very confusing does not make me excited to buy a new console no definitely not but it's got Damn. ray tracing. Oh, um, the rays. It's all about the load times. Oh, zippy. It's, which one of us is going to take the next-gen console challenge is the question when they come out this holiday season. Uh, probably me. <laughs> Ain't going to be me. I would love to see Dan get, like, the giant honking PS5, the spaceship-looking PS5 vertical right next to his TV. No, it's not going vertical. Did you see? Did People I share? Did I share the the Onion article that they did about you know a Sony releases hat accessory for PS Five and they just photoshopped like a little hat sitting on top of it. No, on top of the new PS Five, and they're like, you know, Sony releases line of of decorative hats for your PS Five, uh, and it was like, you know, they come in all kinds of colors, and you could buy them to put on top of your PS Five. They have little photoshops. It was very funny. Cute. Um, guys, let's see here. We can do one more story, or we can move on to picks. If there's something jumping at you, we can talk about it. Otherwise, we're going to move on. Hmm. Suspense is killer. Very games-focused tonight. Yeah. 
It, it was not a very exciting week for tech news. It's a holiday, man. Always kills us. Oh, right. No one wants to release anything around the holiday. And the other thing, too, is usually this time, you know, it's like that sort of June into July. It's going to start to get quiet. Again, it's with COVID, who knows? But usually it gets quiet until we hit the back to school late August, early September. This is July is usually a pretty quiet month for us. So. Um, but that's all right. We'll find things to talk about, like our picks. It's part of the show where you must bring something we want to share with the world. Uh, and we have got some picks here in the rundown. And we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. That's not a derogatory. It's just how it's listed in the sheet. Colby, what do you got? When I was at my parents this weekend, the TV was on because that's a thing that happened. And there was a commercial for an upcoming live 30 Rock reunion show of some kind. In yes. Two next week, July sixteenth or seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. It's airing live one day, and then it's available on the Peacock sh- streaming service. So you should probably watch it on TV. And you want to know the really crazy Why? thing about this? It the the reason that they've done this is the Thirty Rock characters are actually presenting NBC's new shows for the fall. So it's actually sort of like a, which I guess is, I guess, funny, but also not funny, where it's like a commercial for all the new NBC shows, except it's the 30 Rock characters are presented. I'm not quite sure how it's going to work out. It's all very confusing that, to me. That's like what this thing is. Yes, is it's the... not like it's not like a fresh 30 Rock episode. It's like uh-huh. it's actually just an, a, a clever way to present the new NBC shows was how I read it. How it was explained to me. Weird. Well, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and we'll report back. Now, why do you say don't watch it on the Peacock thing? Oh, no, I just assume it'll be difficult to watch. Like, I don't want to subscribe to Peacock. Peacock isn't even publicly available yet. I've got to double check and look because Peacock is available if you're a Comcast customer. Um, you can get it on your set-top box, but uh, oh, July 15th, it officially is available to the general public. I see. I am a Comcast customer. You know, when I was trying, because it says for all Xfinity Flex and Xfinity X1 customers who have a subscription to Xfinity Internet or Digital Starter TV or equivalent or above, uh, I could not figure out how to do it on my X1 box. So if you can figure out how to do it, Colby, please let me know. <laughs> I don't it's have a TV confusing. box. I don't have a, like... Oh, you just have the internet? Yeah. Well, it says if you have a subscription... Oh, no, you have to be a Flex or X1 customer who has a subscription to the internet. Yeah. Stupid. So many asterisks. <laughs> but in any case... Nice. I'm, op- I'm optimistic. No, it's it's an interesting pick for sure. Um... Check that out, Colby. We'll report back on what he thinks. Dan, what about you? Uh, so a long time ago, a couple of months ago, I remember reading that NVIDIA, the people who make video cards, had released a uh, piece of software that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning to do noise suppression in the background. Uh you're supposed to only have an RTX video card to do this with, but if you do some like text file editing and stuff, uh, which are linked in the show notes, then you can just uh, run it without having to have a super, super new video card. It seems like I've seen people saying that up to five years ago, they were able to uh, run it like a five-year-old video card. 
But I've been using it all show, and uh, I'm running an air conditioner in here, and Sean and Colby claim that they can't really hear it. Well, is it but on if... right now? Yeah. Oh, because I can hear it. Or no, You Col- can hear the air conditioner? Colby, can you mute your mic for a second? I have fans on. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm hearing your... Yeah, okay. That's better. Okay. I couldn't tell where it was coming from. For a second, I thought it was... Okay. Oh, okay. So now if I turn it off... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it actually works, uh, which is pretty cool. Now I don't know how to turn it off. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it does make it. No, it does. It does legitimately make a, a difference. It's a nice little trick. Yeah. So oh, only on Windows, by the way, uh, as far as I know, which is yeah, yeah. Windows, Windows. <laughs> Finally, something for us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a gra- uh, an NVIDIA graphics card anyway, anyway, so. Good. Oh, here's another thing. I don't understand how this works, but I can't hear Colby's fan because you can also apply the noise filtering on output. So I have Skype set up to filter out the noise from you folks also. Oh, that's. Oh. Um, see, now that would be super helpful for me in recording this program. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. I can filter it out on my end. And Dan, what if you had it on on your end and I had it on on my end? You would sound amazing. Yeah, now I can kind of hear it. Uh, but, oh, uh, yeah. Huh. I'm going to screw around with that. We'll have a, a link to uh, a link to that on the website um, if people want to check it out and try it for yourself. It's, it's a little work involved, but it uh, definitely seems worth it. Sounds great. Uh... For my pick this week, it's a website I use like once or twice a year, but it's the best website for it. Uh, it's SCOTUS blog. Uh, now, I know you guys aren't super uh, politically focused, but I get excited hey, for this time of year. I, I know some things. There have been a lot of, I don't understand why, but recently there have been a lot of Supreme Court decisions. There have. It's that time of year where the term sort of loops around and they start to come out with a decision that we've had. I don't know if it is a record or it feels like a record number of cases this year. And they're not done. They they actually announced cases to, was it today? I can't even keep track. Uh, yes, it was today. So they released uh, two cases today, one on the faithless elector laws about the um, electoral college uh, was one of them. Uh, and they have more coming up um, oh, and the robocalls was today as well. Uh, they had a case on robocalls to cell phones. So how did that resolve? So not again, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but I guess there was a law put in place where that said, basically, you can't robocall people. Then Congress passed a cutout of the law that said, actually, you can't robocall phones unless you're collecting on government debt, like student loans. The Supreme mm-hmm. Court said it's illegal to exempt that cutout the, for the government loans. It's it's a free speech issue where you can't do it for one thing and not for everything. So the robocall law is still in place, but they basically just says you can't do that one piece of it. An interesting case, nonetheless. Uh, same with the faithless elector laws, where they basically said unanimously, actually, uh, that if your state, you know, the popular vote is for somebody, the person in the Electoral College has to vote you can make a law that says they have to vote for them um, kind of helps with these sort of uh, rogue electors. So it's all very technical and very specific. I don't understand most of it, but scotusblog.com filled with expert lawyers who all they do is study the Supreme court. And one of my favorite things to do is on announcement day, they do a live blog when the opinions come out 
very knowledgeable, explain it in clear English. There are a lot of great cases, not great, interesting cases, still coming this term. Um, and I think they said the next day is Wednesday, I think is the next day um, they're being released. So uh, I recommend checking out SCOTUS blog. And they're great on Twitter. They're not real spammy. So they tweet a lot on release day, and then they do like one or two posts a day. It's really not bad, and they break it down. So check them out on Twitter as well. You, you will, you will, yeah, you'll definitely learn. I mean, these guys are the, I mean, they're the real deal. They, they're, they're, there's no one better to follow the Supreme Court than those guys. So, and now the cat is scratching the chair. Don't scratch the chair. <laughs> it's a fancy ass chair. Um, alrighty, guys, anything, anything else this evening? Nope. Nope. That's any, it. Is anyone going to get their, uh, their, their fancy Apple, uh, arm computer to, to port their apps to? No. Okay. No, then I don't have anything else. I got got no apps. Yeah, Colby <laughs> did. Colby did uh, did suggest though that people should go check out our brand new website. It's very nice. Yes, the only website that that we have that I had nothing to do with. So, <laughs> is that why Colby it's so gets great? All the credit and all the blame. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's, awesome. it's better than all the other websites, and that that might tell you something too. It's awesome. We kept the toggle. That was everyone's favorite feature. We kept the toggle, the audio video toggle, um, which I'm a huge fan of. The picks are there. uh, And we're going to, this is just phase one of a multi-phase project. You just wait. You you just wait. We're coming to VR soon. It's going to be fun. Um, I've been, so one thing, a crazy idea I had, we, I think last time we probably wasn't on the live show, but we talked about transcribing. Don't panic. YouTube has allegedly from the YouTube API, you can get the closed caption transcripts that Google generates automatically for videos. So that scares the hell out of me. Maybe I'll just, I I was like, scrape, scrape the transcripts, right? Fully searchable. Don't panic. All, all the content. I'd love to Full know how accurate those search. are. I'd love, you just, we're going to get in so much trouble when Sutton mistranslates and someone is like, wow, they talk about blank a lot. And we're like, <laughs> we didn't actually say that. Google just thinks we did. But that's that's a neat idea. Yeah. I do like it. Yeah. I, I, I would love to be able to search some of our deep, deep archives as we approach episode 300. Um, uh, I also will very quickly, have you guys been reading any books at all? Not recently. I might have one ready for next week. I'm undecided on it. Mm. I've been reading the Witcher book. Oh, for, for a long. I've been reading it for like seven months, but I I lost my Kindle for a while, but I found it again. So I started reading. Excellent. <laughs> Why do you ask, Sean? Uh, well, I bring it up because uh, we have two episodes left in our Rocky Saga, Creed and Creed 2. Uh, but we've already decided, following Creed 2, we're going to bring back the Summer Book Club over at Up for Debate, uh, where yes. Matt and I are going to bring some great books. I just finished reading a book about the um, the FIFA corruption scandal in soccer, uh, which was fine. I'm probably not going to pick it. It's a fine book. Uh, and I got a book about the history of fast food in America I'm going to be reading next. So I'm getting prepped for that episode. I've already got some great picks. Knowing Matt, who knows what he's going to come up with. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. Up for debate.tv or subscribed up for debate wherever you get podcasts. That'll be coming up soon. So we got a lot of greats. And I'm already plotting out Sean Tember, which is going to be here in a flash. So <laughs> that's going to be a great month. I'm very excited. Nice. 
Um, of course, this show, we mentioned the website, don'tpanic.io. Of course, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. We're on all the major platforms. Uh, you can check us out there, the video version on YouTube as well. And of course, you can um, follow us at up for uh, at don't panic show at Gmail. Oh, boy. I'm so screwed. At don't panic show on Twitter. <laughs> don't panic show at gmail.com. And I, by the way, we never plug our own Twitter accounts. Uh, at Sean Jennings for me, at Colby Rabidou, and at Jazz Dan. Um, That's me. You're going to want to check those out as well. Um, but that's going to do it here. So we'll be back next week, hopefully with uh, a little bit wider breadth of tech news and a little less talk about gorging on huge amounts of food in very short amount of time. But until then, I'm Sean. They're Colby and Dan. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.